Welcome to The Real Deal, where God and people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life stories and a real God. Let's get started. I am so glad you joined me today because I am privileged to have my father, Richard Hagen, with me. And we are doing an interview for The Real Deal, and he is definitely my first person to interview, so I'm really excited about it. So I'm glad you tuned in, and uh, I just want to tell a quick story. My father blessed all of us a few Christmases ago, and um, his name is R.D. Richard Dean, and so he told us to be R.D., to be the real deal, and he told us a little bit about what that meant to him, and then I went to a speaking event at Christmas time. And Dad, I'm not kidding. It was so great. I walked up and the lady was introducing me and she told a little bit about how she knew me and she told the audience, you know, this is Rachel and I know her from this event and this is what I know about her kids or whatever. And right before I was supposed to walk up onto the stage, she goes, but ladies, I just want you to know, Rachel's the real deal. And I got like this lump in my throat because I was like, oh, my dad's always told us to be the real deal. And here she's saying I'm the real deal. And it just was, um, not only was it gratifying, it felt like it was um authentic. And I really want in my ministry to unleash people to be who they are and to be the real deal. So I'm grateful that you're going to talk about that. So what would you say the real deal meant to you and why did you tell us? And you even told us today at our celebration. Tell us a little bit about that. I think probably what I think the real deal is you have certain feelings and you know who you are and you sort of know what you like and what you can do and what you can't do. And there seems to be other people that want you to do certain things or say certain things yeah. or act certain ways. And it's not necessarily right or wrong. It's just that they want to have some power over you, I think. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. But I, I think that to be a real deal is, is really fairly difficult because mm. there's always somebody that wants to have you do something else. So I, even in, as a young kid in school, I, I don't know that I had the most success. I think I, I, think <laughs> I did all right. I, I'm not sure the teachers would agree with that. My eighth grade teacher was named Florence Nelson. And somebody was on a bus tour in Wisconsin. And they brought up my name and said that I was a professor at Iowa State University. And she said, no, oh. no says, are you sure? Yes. Lorraine's, my wife's cousin, says yes. She, so I called her, and she said she was 93 years old. And I said, do you remember me? Oh, yes, I remember you, she says. <laughs> I said, now be nice. I said, what do you remember? She says, I remember you had so much energy you could not sit still. <laughs> but you had lots of art talent. She said, mm. it's amazing you had lots of art talent. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm sure that was true because I, I, I thought I knew what I was doing. You know, Compared to other people, I'd see what they were doing. I'd say, oh, boy. I, <laughs> I <laughs> oh boy. felt kind of sorry for them, I guess. But anyway, the real deal, I think, is to be who you are and where you are and, and to just, well, the famous line, know thyself. Yeah. Famous, yeah. know thyself. Yeah. And for some people, that's really difficult. They don't know. They really don't know who they are. And so they try to act like somebody else. Right. Because they want to be accepted, I suppose. Now, my mother would say, now tell me who you're with, and I'll tell you what you are. Yeah. And I'd mm. say, yeah, but I'm the leader. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leading the crew. Yeah. 
I don't know what she thought about that. That's true. I always, whatever they were doing, whatever, I would always be the leader. I don't, I don't know why, but that's just, I sometimes was the youngest, I think. But anyway, that's the way. Now, Rachel's been the real deal. She's the leader. I went to her, I don't know, I think I was third or fourth grade school, what do they call it, school? Uh, like program or something? Review. Or, oh, like a, a conference. Conference. And the teacher said, Rachel maybe isn't the smartest one on the field at the playground, but she's got them right here. And she pointed to the palm of her hand. <laughs> she says, what Rachel says they will do. Oh. I don't remember that teacher's name, Miss well, Boyd, or who was it? Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, so that's that to be the real deal. That's mm. it's 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 impressive because mm. people know, they, they know people can tell right now whether you're the real deal. Yeah, or Poli phony politicians. They say just what they think the groups want them to hear. Mm. You know, they want mm. they want votes, and so they'll say whatever they think they they want to hear. And that's not the real deal. That's phony baloney. Yeah, that's what years ago they used to talk about phony baloney. Yeah. Anyway, in the art world. Yeah. The honesty of materials, they harp about the honesty of materials. And they talk about space division, and they talk about all these things. And, and when you learn that stuff, you look around at some signs are just terrible, terrible yeah. spacing. And some signs are beautiful. Yeah. And people get paid to know. what And, and that, okay, real deal again. Right. They know The mechanics. real, the design. Or some yeah. people know mechanics, and they are so good at Nowadays, it really doesn't so much automated because there's so much yeah. computers. But once upon a time, mechanics, the real deal, if you ever found one, hang on. Because what they know will, is what you want to, not only what you, they, what you need. And they know, they just simply know how it works. Yeah. And I think with people, it's the same thing. When you know how people think or whatever, like teaching. Teaching isn't telling people things. That's not telling them at all. It's getting them to want to know. Yeah. When you yeah, get them where they want to know, you can't stop them. Yeah. If they don't want to, you can't start them, and if they want to, you can't stop them. It's just that's that's the real thing. I have quoted you so many times in that. If you, if you, if they don't want to, do, oh, no, you always say people do what they want to do. If they don't want to, you can't start them, and if they want to, you can't stop them. I think I made it up. I think you did too. It's I'm not sure about motivation. I've tried to find out. If I made this up or whether I read it, I've tried it and I cannot find it. Okay. He who rides the fastest horse does not necessarily carry the most important message. Yeah, right. Sometimes, right? you know, you'd be surprised. Sometimes somebody will say something, you say, wow, that was profound. That was really, really something. Right. You didn't expect it. Why? I'm not sure. But that's the way people are. You know, sometimes they, they're more than you expect and sometimes they're less than you expect. But people are people. Right, right. So even in the art world, I remember when we, I was taking classes with you, it, the honesty of materials is what? That wood would be wooden and wouldn't be fake or, yeah, that, you know. Metal's metal. Or, there's a statement. I'm not sure where I got this, but somewhere there was a design person who said there's something called deep texture. That when you look at, a, say, a tabletop, it's oak and it's real. Yeah, yeah. And then you have one, a photograph of that, and there's side. You can tell the real one because it looks like you can look down into the wood. The wood grain, yeah. Yeah, yeah it just, it's just different. Yeah. And the photograph may be pretty close, but you can tell the difference. That's what, like, like people, you can tell the difference when they're, when they're telling the truth. Right? 
That's good. I, yeah, I think. the honesty is in, in our world is really, really important. The trouble is not all people understand it. For example, if you like paint, you just like paint. Right. You like thick paint, you like thin paint, you like bright, all those things, you just like paint. Yeah. My One of my teachers, professors, was from Germany. And he had kind of an accent, and he was really very smart, but he was kind of gruff. Anyway, he says, if you want to be a painter, yeah, painting class, if you want to be a painter, you need to be a carpenter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you need to be a mechanic. Mechanic, a carpenter. <laughs> and a heck of a lot of painter. Right. And then you, and another one said, if you want to be a teacher, you want to be a teacher, and you want to teach people, you better be able to show them you know more than they do. Mm. You need to show them that you know more than their parents do about the subject. And you need to, to let them know that you know more than what's in the book. Yeah. You know what's in lots of books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you boil it down. And he says that if you want to be a teacher, you need to do those things. And I, I, I thought at the time, oh, that's kind of corny. You know, once, once you start teaching, you find out that's exactly what it is. Mm. It's exactly mm -hmm. what it is. Mm -hmm. Now, there's also something that happens where people, you don't know where people have been. You don't know where they're going. You meet somebody. I met a guy the other day coming out of the restaurant. I said, how are you doing? There's room for improvement. He said. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, that's a good one. I'm going to use that one. Yeah, this little old guy couldn't yeah. hear worth a toot, yeah. just like me. He said, there's room for improvement. Yeah. I thought, boy, that's a good one. I said, said that, well, I talk to everybody because you talk to everybody. And um, I said something to somebody. He goes, well, I'm on the right side of the ground. In <laughs> yeah. other words, he's not underneath the yeah. ground, you know. Yeah. Um, but who would you say in your life, and you don't have to tell the name or an influencer or somebody that you just knew, mm, he or she is the real deal. And, and what did that impact you? How did that impact you? Well, I, I think I've had several. That I think the ones that impressed me, are the ones, for example, I knew a guy that was a, a professor, left-handed, mm -hmm. and he had one of the LeBlanc pens, yeah. you know, the four hundred dollar yeah, yeah, yeah. pen, and when he'd make a mark on the paper, it was just like it was some magic or something, <laughs> and I'd look at that and say, "Wow, what a mark!" With that big black yeah, yeah. regular fountain pen, it yeah. was a fountain pen. Yeah. It wasn't a ballpoint; it was a fountain pen. And he'd make a mark, and I thought, man, that is so arty. It just reeked with it. And he was a nice enough guy. He was that much older than I was, actually, when I was going to school. He was probably a year or two older is all he was. Yeah. But he grew up out in Washington State and, and just really a good guy. One of the artiest ones, I think, I met at, for his age. Some of the, I, I've always identified with older people. I've never figured that out. Our friends have always been older. Yeah. Every place we've gone, our friends have been a lot older. And I don't know why, what that it means, but I think when we first moved to Minneapolis, we were like 20 years old, <laughs> and the people took care of us. I guess they thought we didn't, we couldn't take care of ourselves. Was probably true, <laughs> but they were so nice to us because I thought we looked so young. Oh, oh yeah, when I look at the pictures, I bet they thought, oh, those poor kids. They have no idea. They have no, which is true, but. When I look at those grandkids now that are 20, I say, oh, my word. I know. What in the world? Okay. I know. Carry on. Yeah, carry on. So, yeah, so you charged us today kind of and told us to be the real deal. I sometimes say stay in your lane. You know, like run in the race you're made to run in. Don't, you know, that kind of thing. And 
It could be in whatever whatever you find yourself in, in not just what you're good at, but that you're authentic to who you are, because God made us each different, and he doesn't need us to be one this copycat. Absolutely, one of a kind. Right. So you were talking about that walking stick that you made that you got in your hand, and you were talking about the different, you had a different one earlier, but the different components of it. They all mean something, see. Someone says you could sell them. Well, I don't really, I don't, I don't make them to sell. I just make them because the parts remind you of somebody, and so I just put them together. And, right. So every time you use it, you say, oh, see that? There's a silver. That's silver. Right, on that little spot of the that walking stick. R there, yep. See? yep. And people all the time, they say, wow. Yeah. They look at that. They, they are beautiful walking sticks. So the one you had that you were showing us, um, pieces from this, or you knew where it was collected, where the stick was found, and all that stuff. And so there will never be another one no. like that. This woman said, here, I have something for you. And she had this teak wood. Her kids were missionaries in India, and that's where the teak wood came from. Wow. She got packing yeah. boxes full of teak wood. Yeah. And she didn't want to throw it away, so right. she asked me if I wanted that teak wood. Boy, I took it. Yeah, right now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I've, got, I've got boards left. Got away with the goods. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think in some ways, one of the things, not the only thing when I go speak or whatever, but one of my calls is really to help unleash in people for them to celebrate who they are for people to understand that it's important to understand or celebrate your significance and the genius of God in you because it's different than it is in somebody else because we're made in the image of God and we're each different and so we bring something of him and so it is that one of a kind it is that nobody's like you so be you everybody else is taken on the planet you don't need to be like anybody else and I think you've done that I think that's, you know. Sometimes it's so simple, too. You, 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 you probably can't even believe how simple it could be for somebody to understand or catch on. You better make it pretty simple because sometimes it needs to be. For example, I was in the classroom, and I saw this fellow standing at the doorway. And those classes, those labs last three or four hours, some of them. Right. And this guy stood out in that doorway all that time, and I thought, what's with him? So I went out, and he said, do you remember me? And I said, Oh, yeah, I do. Now I do. He says, I want, could, could you talk to you for a minute? I said, well, I guess. He said, you told me something one day, and he said, it's, it's absolutely, it was so profound. He said, he said, I've used it every day of the world. He said, I work as an artist. I'm an illustrator for a furniture company. Okay. And he had all these little brochures. He was showing me all the furniture things that he'd done for these brochures yeah. advertising furniture. Yeah. And I said, well, what was it? I said it was pro so profound. And he said, well, he said, you put your hand on your wrist. Like taking and your you pulse. And you said, thump, thump, thump. The sun comes up. Well, it doesn't really. The sun seems to come up and it seems to go down. And the tide comes in and the tide goes out. So if you're going to make a line like this, thick and thin, long, narrow, wide, dotted, whatever line you make, each one of those lines needs to be made with that pulsating whatever. Then it becomes alive. Yeah, it's life. And then he showed me his drawings with all those lines. Mm. And he said, So good. I said, I've never forgotten that. I said, you mean to tell me that affected you that much? He said, that, that was it. Took about two minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's good. This comes it. back. 15 years later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. So he was in your art class. He was in your drawing class, obviously. Years, yeah, 15 years before that. Yeah. 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 That's so, good. That's really good. It, it has 
it probably has a lot to do with art. It has to do with living, probably just, it's one and the same. Exactly. Picasso had a line I like. Someone says, tell me about your painting. And he said, if I wanted to tell you, I'd have written a book. <laughs> exactly. You can't there tell, it is right You there. don't know what that is. If you don't see it, okay, somebody else might. But you put it down there for them to see. It's visual. It's not, you don't talk it's about it. It's not written. It's visual. Spiritual, that's another one, see. Spiritual things are spiritual. And the book says some people cannot understand it. They can't see it. They don't understand it. It's called world. Yeah, because they're it's spiritual. It's called the world. Mm -hmm. They're not tuned into that spirit. And they, it says, the, its quote says they can't understand it. Right, because they're spiritually discerned. You don't have discerned. to be too, they're a genius to figure that out. All you have to do is look around. Mm -hmm. And there are people who don't know and they don't care and they don't want to know and they don't want to care. And they, they think it's foolishness. Right. Guess what? The book says foolish things of the world confound the wise. The wise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know how smart people are. The book says don't get all puffed up about who you are, but it didn't say not, not many noble or not many wise or many noble are called, but it didn't say none. Right, right, right. It might be some. Right. And, and I, don't, I don't really believe that we can have the Spirit of God in us and not be pretty amazing because God is God. So there's nothing ordinary about somebody who contains the spirit of the living God in them. That's why I think people are worth celebrating. That's why I believe that it's important to be the real Dan. Just be who you are because you reflect something of God. Well, it's it's a, the biggest deal of all. Yeah. So what paper did you read today? The story about you had a professor or a, a oh, teacher? Well, yeah, that's kind of embarrassing in a way that I have. Uh, went to this art show, and this is one of my favorite professors. And Rachel even met him. Yeah, I have met him. I saw some guy coming towards me, and I thought, gosh, I should know him. And he came up, and he said, he shook my hand, and he was smart. He says, I'm Dean Jordan. And I thought, oh, well, lucky because I couldn't think about who he was. And then Mr. Good says, yeah. Dean, have you met yeah. Dick Hagen? He's one of our most illustrious students. And I, I didn't know what that meant, actually. Yeah. So I went home and <laughs> looked, looked it up. up. It says, illustrious student is well-known, respected, admired for past achievements. Wow. wow. And I thought, wow, boy, that's pretty flowery. <laughs> yeah. well, well, but that was, a, that well, was nice. That, well, Proverbs said, Let's another, let another man's lips praise you, not your own. So he said it about you. You didn't say, yeah. hello, my name is Richard Hagen, and yeah. I'm the most illustrious student. <laughs> he said it. Well, anyway, that was pretty good. Yeah. And then one other time, a girl came to me, and she said, she had this letter, and she said, the same guy says, when you get to so-and-so school, you give this to, and I opened the letter, and it says, my name at the top, and it says, Go visit with this person. He knows more about design than anybody I know. Wow. I said, could I have that letter? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kept the letter. Yeah. I don't know where it is, but I kept it. Yeah. Well, that's but good. It was a letter for her to, right, take, right. to give to me. Right. I said, could I keep it? Yeah, that's nice. That's pretty flowery. Yeah, that is. Well, that's good. I think the idea about spiritual things in the art world is it's a little bit lonely there, too, because mm. there's an awful lot of people who think they're, to be an artist, you have to be... Whatever. I'm not sure, sure what that is. Because when I study art history, I find out that there are many, many of those well-known, famous, famous people that are believers. And some of the most famous religious paintings were done by, by people that are most famous of all. And why people get confused about that, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know about that one. But I do know this. If you're the real deal, and you think you're the real deal, and God has chosen you to be the real deal, then you have confidence. Just It's just 
over and above what anybody's any oh, sender, God's favor yeah, or anointing. You, you just feel so secure and so sure about who you are and who God thinks you are that you you don't have to worry about a bunch of stuff. You just do it. Right, right. And it's God good. says he'll bless you for you know, blessing good. others. And yep. I, I'm sure that blessing others is a big deal. It comes back as many times it says. And I, yep. I'm sure that's true. Yeah. But I, I don't know how other people think and I don't know how they believe, but I'm pretty sure of this. That God knows who they are and where they are and where they are, and that is a big, big deal. That is, God says He knew who we were before we were ever born, before the foundation of the world. Even you're right. Before we, that blows your mind. Yeah, it's I, amazing. I know. I, that's hard to understand, but that's what it says. That's right. One of a kind. That that's uh, I can't. I won't give up on that one because, like I say in elementary school, it's awfully tough to be one of a kind because people want to. They want you to be like they are. And, and even the teachers sometimes, I think, overdo where they want you to act certain ways because that's, you know, you fit the... Fit the mold, kind of. Well, when we were in school, we weren't allowed to talk, so that's a whole different world. Right. See, we, we had to raise our hand. And then right. Nobody ever talked. Nobody got up out of their seat. Nowadays, they're just running every which way. And I'm not saying it's wrong. Yeah. Not, I don't think it's wrong. But anyway, it, it's so different. It's hard for people, young people, to understand... Or maybe old people to understand are the young ones. Right, right. It's just, it's just two different worlds. It's just, it's just different. Yeah. We didn't know a oh boy. <laughs> we didn't know sick them. <laughs> we the guy says I wouldn't know a blue jay from a robin. <laughs> well, that would be pretty poor. <laughs> that would be. Oh, I don't know. Okay, well, it, what else would you want to say? Anything you want to say? If you're listening, pay attention. Rachel's a good speaker, really good. <laughs> I didn't pay you him to listen say that. to her because I'm impressed. You know, I know her, <laughs> known her for a long time, but she is good, really oh, good. Praise so God. Well, thank you. I'm Dad. glad she asked me to do it, and I'm glad she does it. You know, influences people because she's been doing it since I can remember, and mm. one just little tiny, little tiny kid. So there you go. Well, you've helped me be the real deal by your example, Dad. I love you like crazy. That's I know you good. know that. So, okay, how about if you pray for the audience? Lord, when we come to you knowing full well that you, you know us more than we know ourselves and you know the words that we're speaking before we say them, and for the people listening in on in this uh, podcast, we'd ask that your Holy Spirit would be ministering in ways that we, yeah. we don't understand, but we, we understand this part. That your word goes out and we just ask that you'd use it to, to, to uh, lead and guide and direct not only the, the podcast itself, but the people listening, give them ears to hear. And we just hope that it goes out over the airways and whatever way that yes, the technical things that take place and, and all that. And that somebody would be influenced in a way that would be more than we ever expected. Yeah. Because you would be in it and around it and over it and through it. And we'll thank you for what you're going to do for us even right now. And in Jesus' name, amen. Dad, thank you for episode one and being my first interviewee. Okay, thank you. Hope it works out. It will work out. You're my hero.